You're listening to In the Studio with Michael Card. The session is made possible by our friends with the Christian Standard Bible. Learn about this new translation and the many ways you can enjoy the CSB. Explore online when you visit csbible.com. Let's get started now. This is In the Studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepard. And Michael, I'm going to work it backwards here today. I'm going to talk about the second half of the program first because we're going to have some fun with some guys, namely Buddy Green, Ken Lewis, and Pat Flynn. What does that say to you? Three of the best musicians in Nashville. Right. means music, doesn't it? Bluegrass music coming up in the second half of the podcast here today. So stick around for that for certain. Okay, now let's talk about the first half of the show because you've been teaching from Sandy Cove. We've been listening, kind of eavesdropping on your uh, teaching there at Sandy Cove earlier Mm -hmm. this summer here in 2021. And we're going to hear part three of that this time. Yeah, we're going to talk about what what did it mean that Jesus was a Galilean? We just read right over that and... and, uh, I'm learning that there are all sorts of implications of the fact that he was from Galilee. So we're going to look at that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I know we're on Zoom here, but you have a camera. You can see me. Can you see what I'm holding up here? Yes, beautiful. It's one of yeah. it's one of those handcrafted Bibles from CSB. Isn't this beautiful? Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know uh, they're the oldest Bible publishers in America. They've been they've been publishing Bibles for 200 years. I mean, almost as long as you've been doing radio. So wow, that's. <laughs> Michael. (laughs) This handcrafted edition of the Bible from CSB is available in different uh, editions of the Bible, but it is beautiful. It's just remarkable just to to hold the the leather cover and know it's God's Word and folded there. So wonderful, wonderful product. It it really is. uh, I mean, of course, obviously we care about the words and the content, but uh, it's, it's, it's nice when... When and it's when it's so uh, well crafted, they have I don't know where they get their hides from or their leather from, but it's it really is quality quality stuff. Yep. So we'll have more to say about that later in the program here today. But right now, let's um, let's talk about Sandy Cove. You uh, drove to Sandy Cove earlier this summer yes. to have your hours. teaching there. You drove eleven hours there, eleven hours yes. back to teach how many hours? Yes, to teach a total of four hours. So okay. I don't know what do the math. That speaks but, to your. Uh, that speaks to your commitment, Michael. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really does. And we, if if listeners have missed parts one and two of that teaching, of course, it's in the archive for this yeah. podcast, so it's very easy to find those. What's coming up today on part three? Well, we're going to talk about the, the implications, what it, what it means that Jesus was from Galilee. We read right past that in the Gospels, but um, if you do a little bit of homework, you realize that uh, it meant something. Uh, that he was from Galilee, and it wasn't it wasn't a positive thing in most people's ears that he was a Galilean. Galilee was a place where all the revolt started, and um, Jesus speaks with a recognizable accent that would have made him sound uneducated. And later on, his disciples are pegged for their whoa, whoa, Galilean whoa, whoa, accents. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Jesus spoke with an accent that was recognizable? Yeah. Actually, really, a lot like my accent, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, we'll get- there are certain... There are certain syllables that Jesus doesn't pronounce, and it makes him sound uneducated. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about that as you teach. Yeah. But first, we're going to listen to you sing. I don't think you sing with a southern accent, do you? I know you don't. People don't tend to sing with accents. Only no. Maybe country artists do, but regular people don't. 
right. Here's Michael's song recorded in the studio, I Will Arise. quickly look at Nicodemus. You, you did know, though, that Nicodemus is a person who's known in the Talmud. He was a very famous person. Uh, there's a story about him in the Talmud. There was um, a bunch of pilgrims were coming uh, to Jerusalem, and he was worried uh, that they wouldn't have water. So Nicodemus was a wealthy man. This is the same Nicodemus in John. So he goes to some, I guess it was a Gentile, and he, he rents three big cisterns full of water so when the pilgrims come to Jerusalem, they'll be able to get water because it's dry season. Okay. Well, um, something happens and the cisterns, oh, the pilgrims drink all the water and the, the, the cisterns are dry. And that means Nicodemus is going to have to pay this guy a bunch of money. So the, the Gentile, I think it's a Gentile, he comes to Nicodemus at the end of the day and he says, oh, you know, I'm ready for my, you know, 500 bucks, whatever it is. Nicodemus says, well, it's not the end of the day yet. So he comes to him almost, sun's almost down. He comes back and says, you know, I need, you need to pay me. Nicodemus says, it's not, not the end of the day yet. So Nicodemus goes and prays and you know what happens. <laughs> Big storm. It fills the water buckets or the water cisterns back up, hundreds of, of gallons of water. And this is what the rabbis teach about Simeon, about Nicodemus. For the sake of three men alone, the sun shone. They are Moses, Joshua, and Nicodemus Ben-Gurion. So this man is a famous man in, uh, in, his, in his time. Okay, that's the point. So this is John 3. So this is, the, this is the last person in Jesus' world we're going to look at, Nicodemus. And G Nicodemus is a representative of broken Judaism. Here is basically the Supreme Court. Think Supreme Court. He's the he's Sanhedrin. Think Supreme Court. 
very famous, very wealthy, and he's coming to an itinerant Galilean to ask these questions. Judaism is broken. And he's a representative of this broken Judaism. And when Jesus starts talking about these things he's talking about, Nicodemus has no clue of what he's talking about. So let's look at that. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, uh, a member of the Jewish ruling council. That's the Sanhedrin. He came to Jesus at night. There's a detail. Now, what have you always heard growing up? I heard he comes at night because he's kind of sneaking around. He doesn't want to be seen with Jesus in public, and so that's, that's not true at all. In Judaism, nighttime is when we talk get together and talk about the Torah. So he's not sneaking around, okay? This is when we talk about the things of God at night. So he comes to Jesus at night and says, Rabbi, we, and that is this people that are, I represent who are checking you out, we know you are a teacher who's come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you're doing if God were not with him. See, simple equation. You do these things, so that means uh, God is with you. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, that's not what they were talking about. And we're going to talk about this uh, tomorrow NIV says, I tell you the truth. King James says, verily, verily. This is a, a use of the word, it's the word amen in Hebrew. Only Jesus uses the word amen this way. We know what amen means. It means, I agree with you, right? When we pray at the end of the prayers, I say amen. And it's Hebrew. We're speaking Hebrew when we say that. Jesus, only Jesus says amen at the front of things. And we'll look at in some detail at, at this unusual detail of Jesus, how Jesus uses this word. I think it's fascinating. And so consequently, the translators don't know what to, how to translate it. NIV, I tell you the truth. Well, the, those words, I tell you the truth, are not there in the Greek text. Just the word amen, amen, transliterated into Greek. Is that not cool? I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting. You don't, you don't look interested. Come on. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. I t Thank you. I, I tell you the truth, Jesus says, Amen, amen. Unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. But, said Nicodemus, how can a man be born when he's old? Surely he cannot enter a second time in his mother's womb to be born. See, he, he doesn't kind of not get it. He way doesn't get it. Jesus answered, Amen, amen. He did again. I tell you the truth. Unless a man is born of water... And spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. You, plural, you people that you represent, you should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You may hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So is it with everyone who's born of the wind. It's the same wind and spirit are the same words there. Okay? Uh, Jesus is, in Hebrew, you can, use, you can use a word that means three or four different things, and that's what Jesus is doing, okay? Uh, so, so it is with everyone who's born in the Spirit. Now, what's Nicodemus' response? <sighs> How can this be? He's just, he can't take this in. Jesus is talking in a depth, and Nicodemus should get this. He should know about the radical change that happens in a person's life. 
when God comes into their life. Why doesn't he understand this? Because it has never happened to him. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You, singular. You, Nicodemus. You're a teacher of Israel, which is a metaphor for a Pharisee. You're a Pharisee, Jesus said, and you don't understand these things? Wow, you don't get this? If anybody should get this, you should get this. I tell you the truth, there it is again. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. Still you, plural, you people, do not accept our testimony. I've spoken to you of earthly things, of wind, of birth, of water, right? And you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? I'm breaking this down for you, and you don't get it? So, uh, so there's Nicodemus. We do have time to do one more. If, okay, let's do uh, Peter's confession really quickly. And once again, his world, the places in his world, the people in his world. So we looked at Mary, we looked at Nicodemus, and we're going to look at uh, Peter. Who is his closest friend? If Jesus has a closest friend, it's Peter. Peter is the only other fully formed person in the gospel. There are so many references to Peter. So many, several of the miracles are done in connection to Peter. So Peter's a big deal. Is, is, it, is it supremacy? No, it's primacy. You know, people have questions for Jesus, they come to Peter. And the disciples have questions for Jesus, they come to Peter and Peter asks Jesus. Peter is really sort of this, this primary, uh, primary disciple. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, and I have, no, I have no notion of why he's up there. He's got no business being up there. It really bugs me. And I've, had all kinds of, I've heard all kinds of reasons, and none of them are good enough. So if you can help me understand why Jesus would walk 25 miles to a city that's full of pagan temples, you help me out here. Because it bugs me that he's even up there. Okay, that's my, that's my problem. So he goes up to the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, uh, still others, Jeremiah. I think it's interesting that at one point they thought Jesus might be meet Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Maybe he weeps more. We see him weeping twice in 0.09%. So maybe he wept a lot. And people thought, we must be Jeremiah. He cries all the time, just speculating. Uh, or one of the prophets. What about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, and Peter doesn't answer by saying, we say you are this. No, Peter is very direct. Peter answered, you are the Christ. You're him. The son of, uh, the, son of the living God. And then Jesus does a very rabbinic, a very Jewish thing to do. He, he, he pronounces a baroka. If you, if you get a Jewish prayer book, Jewish prayer is basically learning how to bless things. There is a blessing for everything in Judaism. If you, if you see a person with a handicap, blessed art thou, eternal God, our Father, King of the universe, who creates variously formed creatures. That's a blessing that you say. There's a blessing when you smell sweet-scented wood. I mean, they wear it out. So Jesus is going to pronounce a baroka. Barukata, blessed art thou. It's all about blessing. I think our prayers should become more about blessing things. 
right? Right? Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. When he, first time he, he sees Peter in John 1.42, he says, you will be, future tense, you will be Peter. Now Peter makes his confession, the Caesarea Philippi confession, and Jesus says, you are Peter. You just became Peter, okay? Um, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock... I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And I will give you, plural, all of you, not just Peter, I will give all of you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then, listen, he warned his disciples not to tell anyone he was the Christ. Okay? Don't tell anybody. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. From then on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things at the hand of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed. Up to this point, he hasn't talked about it. After Peter makes his confession, what you see is this intensified disclosure where he, he tells them what's going to happen. Now, this, and this is Luke. This is mostly Luke. In Luke, the, the great central section of Luke, from chapter 9 to 19, are you listening to me? From chapter 9 to 19 is them walking to Jerusalem for the last time. In chapter 9, it says, and Jesus resolutely set his face for Jerusalem, and that's after Peter's confession. And, it, and if you read Luke, all during this long walk, a week, you know, 100 miles, this long walk to Jerusalem, in ever-increasing detail, he's telling them exactly what's going to happen to him. That he's going to be bound. That he's going to be spat upon. That he's going to be crucified. And on the third day, he's going to be raised from the dead. And at one point, the disciples are discussing amongst themselves what raising, being raised from the dead might mean. Because it can't mean being raised from the dead. That doesn't, that's impossible. Of course, they've already seen several people raised from the dead, but somehow they still don't get it. So anyway, so you, you, you will be Peter, John 1, 42. Now, Matthew 16, 18, you are Peter. And don't tell anybody that I said this. From this time on, he began to tell his disciples he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things at the hands of the chief priest elders and teach the law and be killed on the third day, raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Perish the thought, he said, this shall never happen to you. See, at one moment you can be speaking for God, and the next moment you can kind of be speaking from your own, you know, desires. Jesus turned and said to Peter, out of my sight, Satan, you are a stumbling block. There's a play. Jesus is being, it's an imaginative play on Peter's name. He's a rock. Well, now you're a stumbling block. Okay? Before you were the cornerstone of the church. Now you're, you're tripping me up, dude. You're tripping me up. You're a stumbling block to me. For you do not have in mind the things of God the way you did 10 verses ago, but the things of men. See, this will never happen to you. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That's the call. That comes from the absolute lordship of Jesus. That is uh, not negotiable. One of the lists we're going to look at this week is what, what sayings of Jesus are non-negotiables? And one of them is, if you don't take up your cross, 
you can't be his disciple. You can't be his disciple. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, uh, we pray that you'd be with us this week as we look into your word. Pray that you would help our imaginations and our minds. Uh, help us to see new meaning in the things we already know. Holy Spirit, just t- tell us who Jesus is. Help us to understand who, who he is and what he means. Help us to understand his world and his heart and his mind. We want to know everything about you, Jesus, that we can possibly know because we love you. So please, empower us uh, to do this in your name. Amen. In the ebb and flow of living As we wander through the years We're told to listen to a voice We can't hear with our ears They say to live by something that you can't see with your eyes Is there really any purpose To this foolish exercise Could it be you make your presence known So often by your absence Could it be the questions tell us more Than answers ever do Could it be that you would really rather die Without us, could it be the only answer that means anything is you? In our words and in our silence, in our pride and in our shame, to the genius and the scholar, to the foolish and insane ones who care to seek you and to the ones who never will you are the only answer even still could it be you make your presence known so often by your absence could it be the questions tell us more than answers ever do for that song, Michael. And thank you for your teaching there recorded at Sandy Cove. All three parts are now in the archive for listening anytime here in the studio with Michael Card. Hey, there was a listener who contacted you on Facebook and the concern was uh, this person mentioned several high profile individuals who have renounced their faith recently. And this person said, it scares me that if these theologians, people of faith who I expected know more than I do, uh, have uh, left the faith, Uh, that maybe they know something I don't. How, besides ignoring it, do I not let this shake my weak faith? I look Hmm. up to you for your wisdom, this person says. Yeah, and I I think, you know, you've got so much that Jesus says in regards to this. He he talks in the first place that we come to him as children, simple trusting faith. So to think that uh, a, a theologian or someone who, you know, has a lot of visibility is less 
vulnerable to falling away. I mean, anyone who doesn't come as a child can't come. So you don't mm-hmm. you you don't come because you're sophisticated and smart. Uh, and uh, the other thing that I I so appreciate about what Jesus promised was that that he he would hold us in his hand and that no one could no one could take us out of his hand. And sometimes I think when uh, especially high profile people kind of fall away, it's because maybe they were in another in another hand. They were in the hand of a denomination, or they were the hand of in the hand mm. of a theological position, or they were whatever. Yeah. And and it wasn't really you know Jesus who was holding them because I've got to believe that his promise is true that no one can pluck him pluck us out of out of his hand. So yeah, it was more of a system I, than a person, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think people are committed to yeah a system. That's a good way to put it, uh, as opposed to just a simple childlike trusting relationship with this remarkable person who promises that he'll never let us go. So, um, yeah, I try. I try to encourage this person with with that sort of simple approach because mm-hmm. I think that's what's called for, not some sort of sophisticated. You know, Lord help us if if it if it if it's up to a great intellect in order to 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 remain faithful. It's it's uh, right. It's Jesus' faithfulness to us. That's yeah. what matters. So even when we are unfaithful, He is faithful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It always goes back to Him. Yeah. It always goes back, and which is why I'm just so preoccupied now with every little detail of His life and what it means and who he is and and uh and when questions like this hard questions arise like that you fall back and there's always something that he has said that you know that's that gives light i mean that's what he promises right right and i think what the yeah. author of hebrews says fix our eyes on jesus the author yes. and perfecter of our faith yes yeah so it's okay to have the these doubts i i appreciate this listener bringing this up and saying you know i'm concerned about this it, it uh, it's okay to say, "Hey, I, I'm, I'm puzzled by this." Right. Well, Kierkegaard said, "Only he who doubts can believe." You know, if you if you if it's never tested, it it may not be true belief. But uh, you know, we we've talked recently with uh, with Bob Baki who who suffered greatly, and if anybody had reason to doubt, you know, God, why did this happen to me? Why did you let this happen to me? It would be someone like Bob, and yet after that experience, Bob came out with his faith strengthened, and he was closer right. to Jesus. And I think that's that's how it works. Right, right. Yeah. Well, again, thanks to this listener, and of course, we are on Facebook, Michael Card Music, and you can email us in the studio at michaelcard.com, but thank you for that comment and question to us here today. We can't air all of them that come to us, but it certainly is fun to read them, Michael, and to see what our listeners are thinking about, and we're all going through some of the same struggles sometimes, so thank you. Yeah, and we and we promise if you do right, we'll you know we will protect your right. anonymity. We're not yep. going to uh, give any details or anything like that. But we wanted to share this particular one because it was such an important uh, question. We've come to the halfway point of this session, and could you help get the word out about this program by posting a review? Your opinion is a great way to get the word out about this gathering of like minds by sharing the link for this podcast. These conversations are just a start, and we want to invite you to go deeper. Check out more of Michael's insights through his books, music, and Bible conferences. Explore all that is waiting for you at michaelcard.com. And if you need more details about our guests and resources we've talked about today, you'll find it at michaelcard.com. Well, we're going to change gears, 
kind of dramatically here in the second half coming up. A little bluegrass jamboree coming up with the boys here, so stay with us. Here's Michael on the Holman Handcrafted Bible Collection. I'm happy we're partnering with CSB to get the word out about this current translation. And now we're excited about a special handcraft edition from Holman that utilizes 200 years of Bible publishing craftsmanship. See for yourself how this special collection binds together a current translation and helpful study tools in a beautiful cover that will last a lifetime. Search for Holman Handcrafted Bible Collection and when you order and apply your 30% discount on the CSB purchase through Lifeway, type in the studio as one word in the promotion code for your 30% discount with Lifeway. So make an investment in Bible reading and study for yourself or as a legacy gift for someone special. The Holman Handcrafted Bible Collection. Years of experience crafting high quality natural leather covers built to endure years of faithful reading. Search for Holman Handcrafted Bible Collection now at csbible.com. One, two, three. We are back in the studio with Michael Card and guest Buddy Green, Pat Flynn, Ken Lewis here, a program of mostly music this week in the studio. Pat's going to take the lead on this song. Let's listen. I am a pilgrim and a stranger Traveling through this western land I got a home in that yonder city Good Lord, it is not, not made by hand I went down to the river of Jordan Just to bathe my weary soul I could but touch the hem of his garment Good Lord, I believe it would make me whole I am a pilgrim and a stranger Traveling through this worrisome land I got a home in that yonder city And it's not, not made by hand Good Lord, it's not, 
Come on, buddy. Not made by hand. Come on, buddy. Three guitars and a pair of balloon jeans over here. Did you watch Ken over here playing his own knee? <laughs> Can't do that in khakis, I'm can on you? Budget man. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little bit of that rhythm again, there, Ken. Yeah, you can't do that with a pair of khakis on. Yeah, you know, if Katie wasn't in the room, he'd have his shirt off slapping his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not pretty. Buddy's got a hole in his knee, his blue jeans there. He'd, he'd turn his skin pink if he tried that. <laughs> Pat, what was the song, I Am a Pilgrim? That was a tune that was written by Merle Travis, the mm. great Merle Travis. And, uh, yeah, one of his gospel tunes. And uh, it's a lot of fun to play. Got a good message. Huh. Well, we just heard it. It, it was. It's, it got a great message. You know, Merle Travis, now, he's one of my favorite American songwriters. Huh. He wrote songs like, this is one of my favorites here. She keeps me warm in the winter, shady in the summertime. That's what I like about that fat gal of mine. <laughs> and when she gets tickled, so much of her has the biggest time. I tell all my jokes to that fat gal of mine. <laughs> you just can't write songs like that anymore. Michael, Not one of the better turn. known ones. <laughs> <laughs> He's your responsibility, Michael. Uh, well, I'll, I'll take credit for that. You know, uh, he wrote 16 Tons. Oh, yeah. Wow. Dark yeah. as a Dungeon. Dark what do you get? 16 Tons, down and down what do you get? Mm-hmm. Another yeah. day older and yeah. deeper in depth. Along with uh, that fat gal of mine. Yeah, yeah that fat gal. And uh, so round, so firm, so fully packed. Yeah. Um, right. Kinfolk in Carolina. Oh, that's Cannonball good. Rag. And he wrote some great, great yeah. songs. Yeah. And started a style of guitar picking that was picked up by people like Chet Atkins and Jerry Reed. And Absolutely. Influenced every guitar player since. Well, normally in the studio each week, we have a time of, you know, community and Bible study and creativity. I think we're touching on creativity and community here quite mm-hmm. well this week. I mean, this is uh, this is a lot of fun to have these men here. Well, it's like we were saying before, it all has to be woven together. You don't compartmentalize. This is the Bible part of my life. This is the community part of my <laughs> life. This is the creativity part of my mm-hmm. life. If, it do, if it's not woven together, it's not going to work. Hmm. All right. Who wants to pick the next one? You know, buddy, Wayne was talking about uh, Bible study and music and all that. You know, the Jonah thing is just an awesome thing. Oh, Does yeah. that work at all for yeah, you? Yeah, now that's that's actually a Bible study in a song. It is. Okay. You know, you're going to get two, two, two in one. <laughs> yeah. 
And this is one of Wait, those. We got of, Ken Lewis here. You got to do that with Ken. Uh, Ken's going to love to play this. You, this you is have to teach cool. us. Teach us this. Well, this is one of those songs with. Uh, it's got some odd measures in it, you know. Oh. So it kind of keeps you guessing a little bit. Would you say odd measures? Odd measures. Okay. You know, as far you know, instead of instead of just four four bars all the time, ah, it's okay. sometimes there's a three. You know. It's like life. A bar three and a bar two keeps then, you on your toes. In yeah. other words, all right. So, um, in fact. Um, one of the best way to play with odd measures is just to go, <laughs> just, to, just to to it with a couple of egg shakers. So if you get frustrated, there I'll they just are. Do those. All right, now let's see. Key of C, fellas. C, that's good. It's, uh, just give you an idea. You yeah. remember doing this, don't you, Ken? Yeah, vaguely, yeah. Well, God sent Jonah down to Nineveh land to preach the gospel to the wicked man and to repent his wicked way. Yeah. I'm on to overthrow the city in 40 days where God moved in a windstorm. He rolled in a windstorm and troubled everybody in mind. Seashore. He made up his mind which way to go. Well, he got himself a ship and he paid his fare. Yeah. Oh, but God called up and went Jonah down there. Well, God moved in the windstorm. Sing it with me now. He rolled in the windstorm and troubled everybody in mind. Came in time, yeah, the captain of the ship had trouble in mind, and then he went into the deep. Well, he saw old Jonah there fast asleep. He said, Hey, stranger, tell me your name. My name is Jonah, and I came from the king. All his troubles on account of me. Yeah, yeah, why don't you throw me overboard and let the ship sail free? Well, God moved the windstorm. Yeah, well, he rolls in the windstorm and troubled everybody in mind. Play one, Pat. And well, God moved in the windstorm. He rolled in the windstorm. He troubled everybody in mind. 
Well, God sent Jonah down to Nineveh land To preach the gospel to the wicked man And to repent his wicked ways I'm gonna overthrow the city in 40 days All right. Man, Sunday school is never like that for me. How about I, know, I would have gone to church a lot more often as a kid. That would have been going on. It's a different kind of Bible on. study, isn't it? What's that, Pat? It's a different kind of Bible yeah. study. Yeah. yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy basically just threw the book at us. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a whale of a song. You know, it is a whale ooh, of a song, brother. Let me ooh, tell you. Let's move on. Let's move on But here. you know, the thing about that song is it tells the song the way I heard I mean, it tells the story the way I heard it as a kid. Which leaves out really the point of the story, which is Jonah never gets it, you know, because at the end of that, that's why I love that story so much, yeah. is because he's so obtuse and, and clueless, just like me, you know. I'm, I'm, I am Jonah at the end of that thing. With God, I knew you would do that. I knew you would forgive him. That's why I didn't want to tell him in the first place. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Because I hate him and I'm self-centered yeah. and I don't want anything to do with him. Yeah, that's right. Well, can I make a request here today? Of course. I mean, I'll Wayne. stand in for the listeners here. We don't have a chance to phone in, although we ought to do this live sometime somewhere, don't you think? Wouldn't that be fun? Um, you guys yeah. aren't... Uh... Well, <laughs> maybe after we practice them. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I'd That's like to no hear... fun. <laughs> you did Sea of Souls from a Fragile Stone. Uh-huh. I'd like to hear Walk on the Water. Okay. That's right. a good old college we... type song. All right. Why don't you read the passage of Scripture that this comes from so we can connect this up. I will. Biblically. And I'm looking at Mark chapter 6. Is that what mm-hmm. you're thinking of, Michael? All right. Verse 47. During the night, the disciples were in their boat out in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on the land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. About three o'clock in the morning, he came to them walking on the water. He started to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they screamed in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him, but Jesus spoke to them at once. It's all right, he said. I am here. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat. The wind stopped. They were astonished at what they saw. Mm. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. On the Sea of Galilee, fighting through the storm, all alone and so afraid and wishing I was home and wishing I was home. Under rolling lightning flash, waves are rolling high Thinking about my wife at home and so afraid to die I'm so afraid to die Jesus, come and save me You know right where I am Only you can save me For I'm a sinful man Out through the raging storm, what do I see? Jesus walking on the waves and calling out to me, and calling out to me. Can't you see it's only me? Don't you be afraid. Come on, Peter, walk to me. Step out upon the wave, step out upon the wave. Jesus, come and save me. You know right where I am. Only you can save me. For I'm a sinful man Jesus, come 
through the raging storm and kept my eyes on him. But every time I looked away, I started sinking in. I started sinking in. Just as I was losing hope, Jesus took my hand. Tell me, Peter, where's your faith? You know I'll help you stand. Only I can help you stand. Jesus, come and save me. You know right where I am. Only you can save me, for I'm a sinful man. Walking on the water here in the studio with Michael Card and crew today and uh, just our special edition of the program. If you joined us late, we've got Buddy Green sitting here and Pat Flynn and Ken Lewis and just having a good time today. This really kicks off our new season of program, so a It's going to be hard to keep up to this uh, level of intensity. Uh, it's intense, so. all right. I, I think so. That last solo, I've, I've, the, the one that, that I had, I, I hate to hear it again. <laughs> Well, don't, you know, let it don't be, be too memory. hard on yourself there, buddy. I don't know. I was going to different chords than you were going to. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get you guys to do some more music here in a few minutes, but uh, we're all friends and we're community around uh, the mics here today and just wondered how we can pray for each of you and what, what's going on in your life. And, Pat, can we start with you, and then we'll go to Ken and Buddy. Uh, buddy and I have been going out and doing some things on the road and uh, traveling some. It's been a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but... Uh, prayers for our safe travel and for mm-hmm. our families at home would be much appreciated. Yeah, Mike and I have talked about this through the years. You know, going down the road sounds so glamorous and mm-hmm. uh, so much fun. But there's Sometimes a, it is. There, it is. There's a lot of, if you're following what God wants you to do, there's a lot of fun there, but mm-hmm. it can be a strain too. Well, for mm-hmm. years we would, you know, ask for traveling mercies. It was just sort of this catchphrase until we had a we had an accident a couple of years ago and realized, you know, we'd been kept safe all those years yeah. and hadn't really been thankful yeah. Because uh, we have no idea what we're spared from. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hey, and, and also concerning that, um, the last couple of years, I've been, you know, trying to just branch out a little bit, and 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 thus I'm playing with Pat some, and we're we're playing in clubs and some festivals and things like that that are not, uh, you know, Christian sponsored events or. They're your secular events, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. And they've been. Uh, it's always oh, been a lot of fun, and. Uh, but I would just ask people to pray for us to, uh, you know, just really lean on Jesus in those times. Yeah. and, and uh, Be salt and light. Yeah, be yeah. salt and light. Yeah, you're it's, not it's, setting anything aside doing that. You're actually reaching out. No, I actually, I'm having a great time doing it. And we're playing in, you know, strange places like Crockett, Texas. and <laughs> and uh, but <laughs> Crockett, Texas was great. You know, down there, fun. gun control means hit, hitting what you aim at. <laughs> <laughs> really, we played in this club, and right across the street from where we were playing was a statue of Lightning Hopkins. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Now, that's where I want to play. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a blast. Huh. Ken, back here in the corner with all these uh, percussion instruments. Yeah, hiding out still. Yeah. What's I, going on, and how can we pray for you and your family, Ken? Well, and, uh, along the same lines, um, I do a lot of session work, and, and I'm kind of venturing into a lot more secular or mainstream stuff and uh, could certainly use uh, everyone's prayers. Yeah. Well, I just feel like, you know, the old Maxwell House thing, you want to squeeze the last drop. Good to the last drop here uh-huh. today. So we've got, uh, we've worked you guys pretty hard in the studio. We've got time for one more song, though. I don't think we've ever done it quite this way. We've had a few miniature jam sessions, Michael, but nothing like this one. So it's 
been great fun to have you guys all here. Thank you, Wayne. You're talking about old hymns. You guys want to maybe try Circle Being Broken and I'll Fly Away? Yeah, Maybe yeah. sing together. Will you uh, sing absolutely. them? Or I'll, I'll always sing harmony with you. Yeah, you sing you. something. Why don't you sing something? Well, you know those songs. I can't play and sing at the same time, though. That's the problem. <laughs> the syncopation thing. Would you just jump out and sing and then yeah, jump yeah. back in and Okay, play. but you yeah. lead and we'll follow. Okay. All right, I'll, we'll I'll start follow. with Will a Circle. Sure. And then do what? What was the other one you mentioned? I'll Fly I'll Away. Fly away. Uh, Yeah. 
Michael, why do I have this irrepressible urge to say yeehaw? <laughs> <laughs> you just keep keep that yeehaw to yourself. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was a classic edition of our podcast here, recorded many years ago, but uh, what great friends they remain today. Pat yeah, Flynn, Buddy Green, Ken Lewis, that, Michael Carter. That was fun. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Yeah, this has been a good good uh, time together. Uh, we've we've looked at the life of Jesus, and we've listened to some uh, music from some of the brothers, and uh, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? No, it sure doesn't. Yeah. But thank you. Sincerely, thank you for your teaching on the life of Jesus. I know this is uh, consuming a big part of your life right now to study the life of Jesus. Maybe a book will come out of it, but uh, Hopefully. We, we've been the beneficiaries of, uh, of your teaching in the last few editions here. Yeah. Thank you. Well... He, he is just an endlessly fascinating person. I know all of the things that we confess about him being the Son of God and the Savior of the world, and we hold on to him you know, in that way. But at the same time, he's just a fascinating, uh, elegant thinker. So I, I love getting to know him better. We're glad for the partnership with our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible. Visit csbible.com to learn more about this current translation. This month, we're featuring the Holman Handcrafted Bible Collection. See for yourself how Holman's years of experience crafting high-quality Bibles can provide you with a CSB edition that will last a lifetime. Search for the Holman Handcrafted Bible Collection. And when you order, use the promotion code in the studio, typed with no spaces, to receive your 30% discount on CSB purchases through Lifeway. The Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. Now, for all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Susan Sermon, Lance Mansfield, and our producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for joining us for this session in the studio with Michael Card.